BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, you can't get fooled again. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with Travis Irvine. Hello, Ben. And Fernando. Hello, Ben. Thank you all so much for listening. Hope you're doing well out there. We got another fantastic episode for you. We love a parade. We love to march. We are white supremacists and white supremacists like to march. Isn't that fun? We don't like gays. We just like what they do. We love parades. There was a white supremacy parade uh, this weekend uh, over in beautiful Washington, D.C., always sunny, never cloudy. And my God, we got some audio from a man that we want to play here coming up in the very near future. This guy was on a bicycle and he was taunting the 200 khaki clad <laughs> douchebags who want to be in the clan. And the way the taunts flowed off his tongue were so powerful and poignant. We decided <laughs> to play them here. We'll get to that sound in a second. Just for the record, White supremacists are taking over. There was 200 of these fucking losers, all dressed like <laughs> defunct Target employees. There's so many white people in this country. 60% the, of the country. The fact they could only get 200 actually made me feel good. <laughs> and then what unbelievable losers they are. Holy shit. You know you're a coward when you have to cover your face mm. in order to espouse your political mm. beliefs <laughs> in a country that isn't exactly against you. Right. It's not as if they're Jews marching in Nazi Germany. No one's coming to arrest them unless, of course, they break into the Capitol and take a piss in Nancy Pelosi's shoes. So we'll get to that story, a bunch of other stuff, a couple of uh, pieces of legislation that I find to be important. But just going back to the border. The southern border, obviously, one of the big fear tactics of the past few weeks was mm -hmm. Title 42 is about to expire. They're that coming. milk's about to get chunky. There's going to be an invasion on the southern border. <laughs> well, it didn't really turn out that way whatsoever. Maybe it put a damper on the white supremacists who were marching in Washington, <laughs> D.C. As uh, Fernando was pointing out before the show, in Florida, there's also a damper that's being put upon the farmers because Ugh. they can't find anyone to work. Ugh. Before you come at me with that, I'm sorry. They're not taking your jobs. No. You find me someone who wants to work in the fields. No. It ain't easy. No. And as I was saying before, the middle class version of field work is Wendy's. <laughs> Arby's. Wendy's. Arby's. Yeah. That's it. 
So the border crossing, the thing that everyone was so scared about. I can't believe these human beings are coming over the southern border. There was a picture and it was just a bunch of people walking like a bunch of kids and shit. And they were like, this is what invasion looks like. And I was like, <laughs> I don't think you've watched many World War II documentaries. <laughs> right? That's a real light invasion. <laughs> Super easy. Yeah. Like, I'm actually pretty certain like five of our disgruntled high school students could kill every single one of them. <laughs> mm. So the number of migrants seeking across the southern border was down 50 percent from what they said it was going to be. Uh, the U.S. Border Patrol has experienced a 50 percent drop in the number of encounters versus what we were experiencing earlier in the week. That is according to Mayorkas. This is an individual who was speaking to CNN. And so that is Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro, Alejandro, Alejandro Mayorkas, Mayorkas. So uh, what do you guys think as far as the fear tactics mm. that didn't come to fruition? This is another example of, mm -hmm. oh, my God, the house is burning down. And then you look and you're like, no, that's just grandpa smoking a pipe in the corner. <laughs> I think everything is going to be just fine. Yeah. I mean, they've even done studies on Fox News during the midterm elections. And of course, 2020, we remember the caravan. A lot of this stuff just gets, pun intended, trumped up in election years to create fear, to create issues that aren't actually real, uh, specifically about crime in the Democrat-run major cities, or in this case, all along Joe Biden's border. And a lot of times, they're also blaming the border for the fentanyl crisis, and it's a lot of the fentanyl, yes, it's coming in from China, but it's coming in at the ports, the seaports. Right. And then, as we've covered mm -hmm. on this show, there's a bunch of cops, specifically there in San Diego, and also two cops here in Columbus, Ohio, are usually found guilty of putting this fentanyl out there. So, well, again, there was... it's fear tactics. Mm -hmm. And Title 42, we've covered it extensively on this show. Joe Biden got ripped a lot for keeping it in place. Mm -hmm. And now here we are, it is now defunct, and the immigration problem seems to be resolved. And of course, these are two different issues, fentanyl immigration, right? Because yes, you are correct. We spoke with the author of Fentanyl Inc. The Chinese literally make, the Chinese government makes fentanyl in labs. The mm -hmm. cartels, this is their big cash cow right now, and they're actively mm -hmm. killing tens of thousands of Americans a year. You could see it as an act of war. But to your point, Travis, the seaports, the airports, mm -hmm. that's what the majority comes through. And to mm -hmm. your other point, uh, Mr. Irvine, most of it is with complicity, complicity mm -hmm. from people mm. who are in charge of yes. what gets in yes. and Boom. what gets out. There's a lot of money to go around when it comes to child labor as well. This also plays a part, right? Because to Fernando's point that we were discussing before, where are all the workers in the farm fields? Well, they are currently not coming. Right, here. right. And it's not <laughs> right. as if the uh, state hasn't used cheap labor for a very, very long time time. And of course, there are more slaves in the world now than there have been in human history ever before. They say that our clothes, every single person listening, our clothes are complicit in a slave trade, right? Right. Because mm -hmm. all of us owe everything that we wear is basically created at a very, very low margin mm -hmm. with a person making very, very little money. And all of the profits go to the large corporations that sell it to us at places like Target. So what happens when you have a workforce that isn't coming to America? Well, mm. you got to do what Columbus, Ohio is recently thinking about doing. A state house committee has passed legislation Tuesday allowing 14 and 15 year olds to work between 7 p.m. and 9 p.m. during the school year. Oh, no. So there you go. 
just when Free 14. And, there you go. Every 14 year old's like, I just wish I had the right to work. But like later hours, because right. you know how easy it is to wake up for school already. Under the current state and federal law, most 14 and 15 year olds can only work until 7 p.m. Theoretically, it's because they're in school. Now, this does not happen during the summer between June 1st and September 1st. You are allowed to work until 9 p.m. Senate Bill 30 would change the state law, allowing minors to work the extra two hours so long as they receive parental approval. What are we doing? How are we going this far backwards? Why are we getting this stupid? If you're a child, thank you so much. Because now, because, you know, they're already getting paid maybe $7.50 an hour. They're like, that's an extra 15 bucks. Is it an That's going to be a quarter of the new Jedi Star Wars game. As long as it's an American <laughs> child, Ben. As long as it's an American child. I suppose so. <laughs> so given the conflict between state and federal law, Republican lawmakers on the committee passed a non-binding resolution asking the U.S. Congress to change federal law to mm. mirror the proposed Ohio rule. What do you think? You're out there now near Columbus, Mr. Irvine. Do you mm. see the I all I know is when I think of my burgers getting done well, I always really hope a 14-year-old <laughs> is fingering the buns. God right, dang, yeah. man. I don't want to shake these kids' hands. You got to sometimes, but I don't really want a 14-year-old making my 830 drunk Big Mac. Right. Well, and that's the thing. Ohio again. More and more a red state every day is taking the the cue from other states that have uh, passed similar laws. We talked about Arkansas, obviously, and this is all comes on the heels on the news that we talked about just a few weeks ago about how there's a certain uh, owners of McDonald's chains, especially there in Kentucky, our neighbor to the south, who is allowing 10 year olds to work deep fryers as late as 2 a.m. And you see this happening right. in a lot of different states where they're trying to make it more and more legal for younger and younger people to work these kinds of dangerous jobs from meat factories to deep fryers at McDonald's. And again, it goes back to everything we've talked about on this show. We have a labor shortage because uh, immigrants don't want to come here anymore. And then we've also are cursing our current working people by having wages that don't meet what they have to do. We have a worker shortage post the COVID pandemic because the billionaires, the corporations and the lawmakers they buy off are still not getting the message that you got to pay workers a fair living wage. And so now to subvert that, they're right. being like, mm, let's hire some kids. Well, and theoretically, you're supposed to be 14, 15. Maybe you don't need to make $30 an hour because you have a steady income coming from your parents. Right. Well, let's say you don't. And all of a sudden, your parents no longer have a job because they're like, Oof. well, a 14-year-old could do your shift <laughs> oh, now, no. Pamela. So get out of here. You want that living wage? Well, why don't you go die, you be? Okay. <laughs> Before we go too far off it, you can't get a Big Mac before 1130, Ben. So you're 830. No, you're, PM. No, a, oh, you said PM. Uh, yes, oh, it's okay. PM. Oh, you know I know the schedule. <laughs> you know I know that schedule. <laughs> I thought you were getting your hungover Big Mac at the 8.30 a.m. If I know I'm going to be hungover, <laughs> then I get the Big Mac the night before. You put yes. that right in the fridge. So it's mm. ready. You see your microwave. So right mm. Also, Big Mac has changed their recipe. I know McDonald's, they need the press. <laughs> they need the press, but them buns are softer than they used to be. Well, and they got more sauce now because they had a bunch of kids working in the kitchen. They didn't know how to, much sauce to put on there. And they <laughs> well, were so like, popular, they just kept it around also a 14 15 year old boy i again don't want anything don't, don't want them please, to judge anything don't touch my bird they are full 
of you know what. What I don't understand <laughs> Special is... Special sauce. I, I just don't... I, I don't understand who the conservatives or everyone pushing this, all the angles are coming at it from. So you want underage kids pregnant, okay? You don't want them... And working. Okay, and working. Pregnant but and working. You don't, but you don't want them voting. Until right. like According 20, to Vivek, okay, yeah, the, yeah uh, until twenty five. So uh, I do what? Like I don't. How is it the right hand not talking to the left hand? Like on a political level? Or Are we talking about kids again? Uh, are we talking <laughs> about teenagers? Because I'll tell you that right hand, if it talked to the left hand, it'd have a lot to cry about. <laughs> well, you mentioned that. That's a great point. So, according to the Ohio Restaurant Association of Americans, uh, the Ohio Restaurant Association and Americans for Prosperity. They are the ones pushing for this. So a uh, ORA lobbyist, Todd Bowen, he told lawmakers that laboring teaches young people, young adults, life skills like dealing with people, solving problems and managing their time. Sure. I don't disagree with that. Sure. Uh, that being said, right. why do they have to do that? They, they can do that before 7 p.m. on a school night. Because, again, these kids are supposed to be focusing on education. So he goes on to say. Unfortunately, the current 7 p.m. limit on 14 to 15 year olds working keeps them from many of these opportunities. Oh, my God. Because that's what this is all about. Keeping the children from the opportunity of being screamed at by a dumpy asshole who didn't quite get enough curly fry. At 9.30 p.m. Now I told you I wanted more. These fries aren't curly enough. Look at my pube. I told you I wanted to be as curly as my pube. (laughs) Sir, you're sexually harassing a minor. So he goes on to say. Well, a limit is appropriate for young workers. We believe that 9 p.m. is responsible and will open up more personal growth opportunities for oh. Ohio teenagers. Oh, so it's wow. all about the Ohio teenager because, you know, that's the most important thing to these people who don't give a shit right. about teenagers. Yes. Uh, and, of course, there's people that are against this, according to Alice uh, Allison Paxson, a lobbyist with the state arm of the Children's Defense Funds. Uh, they told lawmakers that the legislation would infringe on kids' uh, finite time just to be kids. Mm. So Alex, uh, right. Allison Paxson, again, a lobbyist for the uh, Children's Defense Fund, has said this is exploitation. Uh, this is not right. She says, in whatever crisis we st- we face as a state, when is the most viable solution ever to roll back child labor laws and protections? The state Senate passed the legislation by a party line vote of 25 to 7. Ooh, Doesn't yeah. really seem like a proper democracy if it's 25 to 7 and that's no. a party line vote. Wow, one party is certainly stronger than the other. Yeah, that's your GOP super majority, super duper majority. Some of us are starting to coin that term here in Ohio. Super and duper. It, yeah, that more is, like stu- stupid that is the duper. Most, that is the most Midwest. No, that's not a super majority. That's a super duper majority. <laughs> that's a super duper. And then it's like, we got them. <laughs> and, you know, but that is, again, they're, like you just pointed out, they're they're painting this as if, oh, we got to give these kids more opportunities. Oh, so yes. Just, just you know, to to learn about working hard and stuff. It's like, no, it is about the corporations and the billionaires who are paying off these lawmakers because they aren't able to hire real adults with their shitty wages. And that's where we're getting to. And I just want to add a couple of things. This is a slap in the face. The reason they had to pass that non-binding resolution and send it to the U S Congress is because child labor laws are federal. This is a federal law that's been in place since 1938. That law only got passed almost 30 years after the worst of the Gilded Age policies where mm. Upton Sinclair, the books, The Jungle, 
things like that. They were exposing how children were working in these completely unsafe and unsanitary factory uh, situations, coal mines, the whole lot in the early 1900s, which was a direct result of the first Gilded Age of the 1880s, 1890s, where workers were getting screwed all over. And again, like like it's happening now, they had to resort to hiring children to work a lot of these jobs. So we're just history repeating. It's absolutely ridiculous in 2023 we're even having these conversations. Uh, but hey, I suppose here we are. Also, when it comes to jobs for younger people, there are more opportunities in some ways than even we had. Yeah. You know, you course. can, you know, it's not, not being an influencer is not for everybody, nor should everybody do it. But if you want to have a little, you don't have to do it forever. You can do an, a product. You can create a, an Etsy. You can, there's different things you it, can do. It's exactly. different than before. It, it really is. So you can be an entrepreneur a little bit younger than even we had. Mm -hmm. We were like, basically, we were still the generation of lemonade stands. Yes. And right. now kids lemonade stand is literally like selling something on forementioned Etsy or whatever it might be. Right. So this idea that these kids are just not having the opportunity to make any money, it's completely bullshit. And to your point, Travis, again, this is just a way for them to rationalize much lower pay than a mm. human being deserves. Oof. Because, hey, what do you have to pay for if you're 15? Also, who's driving them? I guess their parents drive them to go to work and then the parents pick them up, but then the parents are out of work. I don't know. Like what's, how did, what's the logistics of this? I see your question, but let me raise you who's kids. It ain't these guys in the, in the court. Mm. I mean, in the voter house or the, you know, the, the Congress right. house, whose it kids are these Republicans. It kids. ain't these Republicans kids. Mm -hmm. It's going to be the kids of lower class, very low middle-class kids, families that are struggling that see it as like, Hey, I could send you to school, or I could have you work at the McDonald's and we can maybe pay rent. You know what wow. I mean? Sure. And of yeah. course, there will be some kids. Uh, you know, my friend uh, Matt in high school, he loved his Rocky Rococo's job and he would work his ass off at it and he really enjoyed it. And that was the thing. I was the opposite. I was like, I got to cash out. I got to clock out of here. <laughs> and I just don't think that I don't see the the side of the coin where it's like we're forcing kids to work more hours so we can pay them less. That's one side. And then the other side is, and for all those kids who wanted to work those extra two hours, finally, oh, it's no. like, I it was like one. And that kid probably was able to skirt around a couple of rules to and, begin with. And you make a really valid point, Ben, because of your experience, you were able to grow up to make art. Think about all the kids that will not get and that opportunity patties. because you're taking that away because they, they need to work. And mm. uh, right now it's not compulsory, but it will. At some point, it'll be like any any family with a making under a certain amount of money. Their kid better be working. It, mm. You know, possible. I mean, they already have that when it comes to a lot of the social programs. Uh, you know, the uh, you have to have a job, all of these things. You have and to this, be applying for work to get EBT. Yeah. And of course, the mm. social programs are innately flawed. And I wish it would be fixed with a little bit of, I suppose, elasticity. Basically, what happens now is, let's say you get $20,000 $20, a year from the government because you're unemployed. You get a job. And next thing you know, you're making $21,000 a year. You're now completely cut off of any aid, but you yes. only have $1,000 extra and yes. you're totally screwed. Mm -hmm. So it keeps people poor on that level. Yes. And then also, uh, if they do get a job, again, as we've been talking about, the low wages in the job market for someone uh, who might not have the highest education for the working class uh, people of this country, there's no upside. There's mm. no upside. So, hey, I suppose you're right. Go have your kids make a little extra cash for the family. Yeah. And I'll just add one more 
extra sad thing to all of this is another story I just read when I got back here to Ohio's. We have 1.4 million people who are going hungry, like undernourished, not enough food here in Ohio. And 400,000 of them are kids, meaning these kids are so poor, they get to school, they can't buy their lunch, they don't eat, they can't learn. And so unless this is some sort of backwards way of getting kids into other restaurants so they can sneak food and you feed them there and then you send them to school, which it's not, um, we've got so many problems here in Ohio and this is what the Republican super duper majority is doing. When I was a child, you could steal from the line. Hmm. Not anymore. (laughs) Not anymore. No, I got fired from Burger King for injecting. People know the chicken tendy with the ketchup and the barbecue sauce. I impregnated it and it was amazing. (laughs) And then they fired me with it. It's still in my mouth, but I was like, it was well worth it. And thank you so much. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Well, speaking of douchebags, let's talk about what we discussed a little earlier on the Patriot Front. (laughs) Isn't that cool? Around 200 members of the Patriot Front went to uh, Washington, D.C. for their little parade. And uh, they were chanting a bunch of bullshit. And uh, they all had their little masks on because they're naughty. And they were wearing (laughs) ski goggles sometimes. And one sign said, reclaim America. And uh, they all had... Yep, they all had their stupid fucking khakis on and their little blue shirts on. And boy, were their moms proud. You could see the man tits as everyone was walking right. around. Right. What a way to spend Mother's Day weekend. What Good a day. I didn't even think of. Yeah, what a way. Hey, mom, sorry, I can't be at the party. I got to go march <laughs> with a bunch of incels. <laughs> uh, the crowd was chanting life, liberty and victory. Uh, neither of those, none of those things are uh, what they're actually pushing for. Of course, you can't argue for liberty when you are a white nationalist. (laughs) Uh, Large American flags, megaphone shields, you know, again, the whole cosplay thing. These people really do need, and I don't recommend this often, they do need to get into the Marvel universe. (laughs) Just get into it. Like, you get the little map that says which movies to watch Mm -hmm. first, Mm -hmm. what video games to get that coincide. Please, God, because all I see is a bunch of Comic-Con, not, no, I'm not, Comic-Con, people at Comic-Con are cooler. They paid. They paid. (laughs) These are just like people too (laughs) douchey to even be cosplayers. And again, if you got to wear your mask, what are you hiding from? At least have the courage to stand by your principles. You know, when you looked at people who were truly marching for freedom and and for rights i don't recall anyone wearing a mask over the bridge in selma i don't recall mm. many of the civil rights leaders hiding behind mm, uh right, you know right. a, a mlk was pretty visible <laughs> yeah 
Um, Especially in that bathtub. So again, it shows you just what cowards these people truly are. They also have a bunch of stickers that they wore or again, little, um, you know, patches, the American flag upside down. Um, can you imagine if this was a different group of people with the American flag upside down? Yeah. If you don't like this country, I'm going to straight up tell you to fucking leave it then, guys, um, because go someplace else. You want to go to like the white country? I don't know. Go to go to beautiful parts of Canada. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Just get the fuck out of here uh, with all of your nonsense. They are one step away from flag burning, which I think is the ultimate irony mm-hmm. of all of this. Right, right. Boom, right. So I, I'm trying to understand, what were they protesting? Were they protesting Mother's Day? Were they protesting the, the, <laughs> the fact that, the, that no one crossed the border? All it's right. down so, 50%? So this I mean, was... I, it, it might have just been a rally. I mean, again, like Ben said, whose whose ideas? If your if your ideas are so good, why do you have to hide your identity? If only these guys were allowed to work till nine p.m. when they were kids, <laughs> they would have learned the value of hard work. Yeah, maybe that's possible. So this is what they had to say. They said America will be unshackled by tyrannical rule, but what? I don't think that they understand what, what they're. If they would yeah. win, let's say they do win magically. Uh, that would be the most tyrannical government <laughs> right. that you could possibly ask for. Uh, this is what they say. They say, we're creating an organization that could become a legitimate body of rulemaking. Our, our, our ideology demands that we stand up for something. For what? Though? I don't know, What's dude. something? Like what? Uh, <laughs> members routinely graffiti and place stickers on structures across the nation. Uh, it's And it's claimed that Massachusetts and Texas are the regions where they mostly do their little tagging. Little uh, they also their little stickers. And sticker. uh, okay. there was a thing called Satan Con, which obviously sounds like a fucking blast. To be honest, I'm sure it was big costumes, yeah. dragons, <laughs> all the fun things the mind can imagine. But they protested that much like they protested a drag show in the aforementioned uh, Ohio. So let's play the clip of this guy. He's just funny. Uh, mm. Travis, who is this dude? Uh, yes, look, um, we're all troubled by everything that's going on with these disgusting protests. I'm not even troubled fascist- by him. I want to go beat him. I'm not troubled. <laughs> I'm like, you're such a fucking bitch. How, how many? There's tens of hundreds of millions of Americans. You got yeah. 200? Yeah. You can't even right. fill out a WM. WNBA is crushing you. I could I could probably fill it. <laughs> if I could get 200 people, I could probably fill out 200 people. Oh, we can get 200 people right fucking yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> the point is, is weird. <laughs> Thank you. And the way you tackle weird things happening is you go down there on your red bike and you heckle him like any good American. <laughs> this guy's name is Joe Flood. He's a DC resident. He's a writer, photographer. He's written a funny little book called Likes. And I really like what he did and what he was yelling at these Patriot Front assholes. Play this <laughs> clip. I can't stop laughing at this thing when I see it. All right. <laughs> To speak of our nation's great history, Anarchists, <laughs> suburbs have turned into a refuge from the cities 
but always in so far as they are. <laughs> he went he into said, full roast mode. In full roast mode. He said that last one got to the speaker. He kept making fun of the speaker because the speaker couldn't remember his speech. <laughs> and even the cops, yeah. even the DC cops liked the jokes that Joe Flood was yelling. So, you know, that's it. That's how we get these guys with a little bit of humor, a little bit of class and a lot of red bike. And again, this is not representative of even what they they're trying to be like this is what america used to be i want to point out in 1964 my boy johnny cash he released a native american themed concept album bitter tears ballads of the american indian there's actually a great documentary on pbs it's entitled johnny cash's bitter tears he chris christopherson emmy lou harris some of the goats of outlaw country they have been defending uh, people who are marginalized for a long time in this country. So these people don't even have this is like they're like, I like Kid Rock and Kid Rock only. <laughs> right. They don't. There's right. no attachments to even true American mm-hmm. culture. Right. America, the true patriots of this country have understood the history of this country mm-hmm. for a long time and have tried to right some of the wrongs in the past. So even what they're fighting for is this absurd idea of what the past used to be. Exactly. Right. And it never existed and it should never exist. Uh, of course, they're going back, I suppose, to the to the heralded ages of a birth of a nation, 1900 marching uh, when the Klan came out and, you know, was doing public lynchings and all of that stuff. Not a good time for American history. And I guess these people have a sympathetic view to that era. And whatever it is they stand for, again, to your point about hypocrisy, Joe Flood points out on Twitter, you got a picture of them. They all left on the subway. The subway paid for by the Great Society Federal Programs in the 1960s. I do Socialism. love. So. I do love. Talk. You thought SantaCon was bad. <laughs> Just well, imagine sorry. being I, on the subway. <laughs> but also, I would love to know when they take their little masks off. Like, I guarantee you, they're like, don't mention anything on the subway because mm-hmm. they're scared little cowards. Oh, and yeah. I loved uh, some of the lines that the uh, that the heckler had. Um, you know, were totally true. This is they're talking about cities and all, right. they're from the suburbs. <laughs> yeah, they're not right. from the cities. Right. And again, cosplay gone stupid in the worst possible way. And I totally didn't even put together it was Mother's Day weekend. I (laughs) I know. That makes sense now. Where's Tommy? Where's Tommy, Mrs. Cooper? There's no way they're calling. They're calling their moms. They sure as hell are hanging out with their moms. To quote Joe Flood, your moms hate you. And they're definitely not married. You're right. I'm saying. I'm saying this right now. Democrats, you should be running Joe Flood in 2024, not Joe Biden. Boom. Yeah, that's fine with me. I mean, you're right. They're definitely not married. Definitely don't have kids. Don't have the mother to congratulate. I I thought they were cosplaying as FBI agents because don't FBI agents have the khaki with the blue jacket? I suppose they could. I always think of more suits. I think more suits when I think FBI. I think maybe I'm thinking more Mulder and Scully. And again, I'm on Joe Flood's Twitter feed. He says right here, people say that they are feds, but no, they are too messy, too disorganized. They're cosplaying themselves. They're sloppy. They're sloppy. Now, that being said, I would not be surprised if there were a few federal agents within the group. Uh, Feds have penetrated. It's the Wagyu. Uh, society and uh, the fat indeed is full of federal informants whether you look at blm white nationalists anything throughout this country's history basically since uh hoover since j edgar expanded the power of uh of the uh, intel state 
to the degree in which they they're everywhere. So mm. there may have been one or two. Um, and hopefully they weren't buying what they were saying. Ugh. That's the mm. scary thing about all of it. But I'm assuming I'm assuming that they wouldn't. Although then again, we do have a bunch of white nationalists or white supremacists who want to go fight for the country and the military. And uh, as long as they're on the front lines, I'm fine with it. <laughs> BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Well, when it comes to violence, there is a recent story. Obviously, we've covered a lot of different uh, political acts of political violence. Two staffers in Virginia, they worked for Democrat Jerry Conley. They were hospitalized, actually, with non-threatened, with non-life-threatening uh, injuries. But this was in Fairfax, Virginia. A couple of attackers took a baseball bat to them. They used mm. a metal bat, and uh, mm. they basically beat the fuck out of an, out of an intern. Uh, which that sucks. You're working for free and then you show up to work and you get beaten up like you're a damn baseball. On her first day. Oh, it was even a, it was a woman as yeah. well. Wow. How, how strong. It's diff so difficult um, to beat up that gal who works in a political office because, you know, they're training 24 seven. Right. It's according to Conley. This is what he had to say. He says, this morning, an individual entered my district office armed with a baseball bat and asked for me before committing an act of violence against two members of my staff. He continued, the individual is now in police custody, and both members of my team were transferred to the hospital. Right now, our focus is on ensuring that they're receiving the care they need, and we're incredibly thankful to the city of Fairfax Police Department and emergency medical professionals. So rhetoric is one thing, actions are another. Yeah. Stop beating up staffers. Um, you're never going to get to the big boss. No, it's not right. happening. You're just beating up someone again who is working for free because they have a passion for God forbid democracy. Mm, and you know, it's yeah, a constitutional right. republic. Yes, but the way we vote is democratic. Right, right. Well, and, and again, I mean, the closest they got was Paul Pelosi. And even then it's like, what does that really do? What are you yes. doing? What are you doing in there? So you have some people uh, who are just so proud to be white. But then on the flip side, you have a different type of bizarre racial uh, oh, formulation in the minds of some. There's a UC Berkeley professor who apologized for falsely identifying as Native American. But now she has come out as white. So people are just confused all around. Um, so some white people are like, I hate being white. I'm Native American. Well, oh, no. And then some are people you? are like, I'm white. And it's like, no, you're Hispanic. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. People are talking about transgender. I'm like, no, no, we need to get white supremacy down. Well, I'll tell we you need to figure out who's actually white. I'll tell you the difference between <laughs> sex and gender. 
I didn't have Please. gender with your dad last night. <laughs> Patriot oh, friend explains the new mustache. Oh, you uh, buddy, have you been drinking a lot of chocolate milk? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Boom. That's the California, the California professor. Uh, it's this gal. Her name is Elizabeth Hoover of the great Hoover tribe. <laughs> she says, she said that she's Hoover been, Dam. yes, she said that she was pretending to be Native American her whole life based on incomplete information. But then she did say she's a white person. And she, um, she spoke with a, uh, with a accent. No way. And uh, she said she did that without confirming it with the communities of origin. What? She identified of a, she identified as a woman of Mohawk and Mi'kmaq descent. Um, I apologize. I'm sure I got that wrong. Uh, She says in uncritically living in an identified, Oh my God. What a convoluted way of saying I'm a stupid person. Um, she says, in uncritically living in identity based on family stories without seeking out a documented connection to these communities, oh, oh. I caused harm. You're a lying oh bitch. God. That's what it's called. I don't like how do women. I'm not I'm not doing it. I'm not even going to do it. But how am I wrong now? How did she just make like, oh, I'm so sorry that you done it. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I'm this, just, why I'm, this is why I, I have my dogs. This is why I have dogs because I win every argument with Jerry. Puffin will still beat me because he's he's hardened. But Jerry, he hasn't outsmarted me yet. It's it. She she what what she's trying to say. She didn't do it maliciously, and she just didn't have the okay. right information. And hey, again, if your mother, I guess if her parents kept Look telling at your her, parents I, again, what? if they kept telling her this story that we're one sixteenth Cherokee, and you would just believe them without ever doing your homework, and then someone calls you on it later. I'm sorry, I'm just white. I'd be surprised. <laughs> I'd be surprised. I'm, just, I'm so embarrassed to be white right now. But between the white supremacists <laughs> and then know. this Berkeley professor. Like, guys, you know what? From this day forward, I identify as beige. I'm beige, beige boom. I'm beige. It's just, mm. man, we we need a new king of the whites. We need to get someone out here and just be like, this is not appropriate on either side. Everyone just be cool. Maybe a little Johnny Cash needs to be taught. In mm. schools, I feel like we see this a lot. We see the the I'm one sixteenth Cherokee or that you know they say they find this basic picture of this Native American person and that's like oh that's a picture of your great great grandfather. I feel like I've heard this a lot. Me being from the Southwest, you know, sure. I grew up in New Mexico, El mm. Paso, so I feel like a lot of people. She's claim, in Berkeley, you know, still California, I guess. I guess. <laughs> well, speaking of education, we can go on to Florida. Speaking of education, and where whites go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, again, I guess trying to get a record for when he does officially announce that he's running for president. I'm not a candidate yet. I'm not a candidate yet. Uh, he signed a bill that would eliminate funding for diversity, equity, and inclusion programs from public universities and prohibit the teaching of critical race theory in general education courses. Now, he gave a quote. And interestingly enough, I agreed with the second half, not because he's not coming out with good faith, but the first half, of course, is doing away with all of these programs that are part of a well-rounded education, right? Okay. The only thing that he said that I actually agreed with was, or somewhat agreed with, was that universities should foot the bill for student loan debt. These universities know what they're doing. Yes. Um, I believe that if a university gives you a, there was a woman that I know and she was like very mean, but she got her major (laughs) in romantic comedies. That's no, no, not not a a master, a master's in romantic comedies. 
And I'm sure mm. she's $300,000 in debt because of it. Yes. What's the degree? What's, what's the job? What does she do? Right. So I understand that aspect, mm -hmm. but none of that actually is what he's talking about. He's attempting to erase history. Yes. And in order to do that, you've got to change the books, change everything mm. that we're learning in schools, including at a collegiate level. So my God, Ron DeSantis, again, claiming that he's going against the woke ideology he says the woke ideology, if this isn't deflection, I don't know what is. He says it's racially divisive and discriminatory. <laughs> uh, he says it's CRT. He says it's state-sanctioned racism that teaches kids to hate our country or to hate each other. Again, meanwhile, this is a man who is actively attempting to expel as many non-supporters of him from the voter rolls as humanly possible. And most of those people being black. DeSantis said signing the bill... According to Florida's Voice News, DEA is better viewed as standing for discrimination, exclusion, and indoctrination, and it has no place in our public institutions. SB 266 mandates that any Florida college system institution, quote, may not expend any state or federal funds to promote, support, or maintain any programs or campus activities that advocate for diversity, mm. equity, and inclusion or promote or engage in political or social activism. That's what college Facts. is for. Yeah. <laughs> what about, Facts. but, but Facts. to this point though, what about the people that may even agree with him? What about the Matt Walsh's of the world that want to go discuss, you know, gender identity at school? What, what right. are we talking right. about? So he wants in the contrary of it. Right. What are you teaching then? I mean, other than I, the science is sure, all of the great, but this is, you're supposed to have a, I you view it like trivial pursuit, arts, science, you know, the, like, you know, you're supposed to have a, a, a well-rounded education with a focus on something. Well, that's, and this is just, it's just insane that, well, there's even yeah. a little bit of a fallacy in your statement there too, Ben, because if we ignore race, then we have AI that's only trained on like white people. And then it, uh, sure. it, it assumes every black person is a criminal. You know, it's we have to have we have to include race and niche ideas in all areas of study and academia. And there's nothing wrong with learning because you can also then disagree with some of it. I was yes. a sociology minor and a political mm -hmm. science major. And in all in, all, in almost every class, I was like, agree with some of that, disagree with some of that. And that's called learning. And then you go out and then you're a person. Right. The bill also forbids mm. Florida's public colleges from offering general education courses that, quote, distort significant historical events. Who's distorting the past? Who? Well, what's what's the dist first of all, everyone? I don't even know. Like, good point. You're right. Custard's last stand. They lost. Like, why are we remembering <laughs> oh. the Alamo? Like everything is distortions on distortions on distortions. Right. But now this is another level of distorting it with a political bent. They go on, based on theories that are systemic racism, sexism, oppression, or privilege are inherent in the institutions of the United States and were created to maintain social, political, or economic inequities. But fact of the matter is, uh, you know, black folks were three-fifths. Right. And that was during the good times. Women because were, before yeah. there were zero-fifths, and they're like, we'll, we'll let them be three-fifths. I mean, come on. Women couldn't vote. I women mean, before 1980 couldn't open a checking account. Women couldn't have their own credit card. Women weren't allowed to get a what get their tubes tied until, what, 1975 without permission? I and mean, that's just history. That's just the reality of things. So also, well, ironically and, enough, Travis, I'm sorry to cut you off, but ironically enough, you could point that out 
And then you could make the argument, so we're doing a lot better. It doesn't right. necessarily mean we're not there. You know, we have, right. you know, we had a black president. There's a lot of things to work on. But right. nonetheless, you could then point out, and this is some of the progress we made. Mm-hmm. And this is some of the issues that we're still having, incarceration rates, this, that, and the other. Right. I mean, the, the mental gymnastics to, to get to this point, again, this is we've said this on the show for like the past year, two years now with Ron DeSantis, with these big government solutions. How, yes. how much have we heard from the Republicans, from Fox News for the last few years that that kids in college are soft, they're snowflakes, cancel culture's out of control, and they all have got their little trigger warnings. It's like, yeah, but now you're just taking away everyone's right to just learn and to adjust and basically make their own decisions. I mean, it, he's taking cancel culture and codifying it, making it law. Yeah, mm. it's it's absolutely. First of all, as you said, Travis, government overreach. Second of all, just a complete disservice to anyone who is going to get an education. And again, the last thing that that is potentially correct, and I think this is actually bipartisan, is I do believe that universities should be footing the bill or be charging people much less. To 100%. Begin with. But 100%. that's not even the conversation that yeah, we're having. Fortunately, it's right. not. He could have he could have taken the opportunity to just focus on that. Just uh, school right. is too expensive and you're wasting time there. There's no reason for these dumb electives. Let's make school more focused. OK, great. Thanks, Ron. That's a great idea. Yeah, I, I don't uh, you know, he's got some stuff to say on like, you know, he's he pretends. So he's like, but I'm still freedom loving. I don't force kids to wear masks. I don't force vaccines, things of that nature. Mm. But then he also bans so much stuff. So it's nothing is with goodwill. Nothing is like, oh, we're doing this because we like freedom. It's again, it's just a power grab. And again, to your previous point earlier this year, Mr. Irvine, I think he's just too fucking nuts to win a general. I really do. Mm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, just lastly, two people. We were going to discuss the Trump town hall. I don't know. Do we want it was just. Yeah, we can see if we we get Trump on the horn here. real quick. Yeah, Trump, you want to talk about the town hall? He could just yell some of his, uh, you know, wackiest quotes from the evening. Or, she had a dog. Uh, she had a cat named Vagina and her dog named Penis. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That sums it up. That sums it That's up. basically <laughs> it. I don't know. CNN, again, desperate for views. They are. And yeah. are, is yeah. the desperation of views going to lead to more votes for Trump? I mean, uh, my, that, I, that's, that's the criticism here, right? Yeah. Is that CNN just... Committing the same yes. sin they committed in 2016. You're giving the guy a platform. Yes. And, and they're then, doing it in the name of clicks. And then Anderson Cooper went on just a very bizarre diatribe uh, where he like yelled at everyone. <laughs> Which I don't. Again, All that ketchup the ketchup money's getting to him. But is he, he's the son of a Rothschild, isn't he? I, I for, thought it was the Heinz. Is it, mm-hmm. No, it's not Heinz. It's Vanderbilt. Uh, Vanderbilt. <laughs> all of these pieces of shit. They all just <laughs> look at look them. at who, where they come from. <laughs> That's why I said ketchup money. If you there can. you yeah, go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I see. He's yeah. in with big ketchup. <laughs> He's in with big ketchup. So anyway, that happened, and uh, people were upset, and that's all part of it. Also, mm. like I'm taking. I feel like there's a certain power in neutrality. Obviously, yes, we must stand against all things, but I'm not giving a feed this motherfucker my hate. Right. It was five. Yeah. We've had it for seven years. People just feeding the tulpa of Trump with their hate. But again, that's when fear is a better, better motivator than love. When that's your mindset, hate is a better indicator of your success than than love. Remember Muhammad right. Ali. It don't matter if they're booing me, if they're matter, if they're cheering me on, they're still buying tickets. And that's the problem. And Muhammad mm. Ali knew it. But Trump knows it, too. And CNN mm. knows it. And that's the, that's right. the issue. That's the danger. 
Yeah. And uh, you guys, you guys know I'm a big nerd. Sometimes I'll tune into these things, and I did not tune in. I feel great. I feel light <laughs> as a feather. I feel happy, and it's it, again, it's he's just feeding that base. Even yeah. if it's CNN, like they're trying to get the his Dude. base back to CNN or something. I think but it's like l- the things. L- yeah, go on. I mean, it's it, the thing is in New Hampshire, and you know these people are laughing at his jokes. That that was one of the things that he made fun of the lady who just won the libel lawsuit against him. I, I think, I mean, you know, he just says ridiculous things and they laugh at him. And I don't know, even the New Hampshire governor, Chris Sununu, he's a Republican. And he was mm. like, these people who live in my state who went to this thing are disgusting. And I think we just got to turn it off. And then that's, what's going to make Trump just fade away, man. Turn him off. Yeah. Caitlin Collins. She was the anchor slash moderator. Um, it's not, it's, it wasn't necessarily her fault, but it's just not happening. Hmm. What do you, you're not controlling the narrative. No, you're not because it's just not the way that it works. And everyone's like, it's almost impossible to beat. It's like, no, it's not. It's <laughs> just, you all don't want to, because quite frankly, again, every time he talks, you think it's good for ratings. And then you get Anderson Cooper the next day, being able to try to get some ratings. Although mm-hmm. interestingly enough to the points mentioned on the show here so far, it only got 3 million views much lower than CNN expected. Uh, Lick, I believe, is the new head of CNN, and uh, he wants to go to straight news journalism. But I think the ketchup is out of the bottle, and I don't know if it really, CNN would really exist um, without the um, fantastical journalism, air quotes, journalism they've been putting (laughs) forward over the past, what, decade. So all of a sudden they're like, no, it's straight news. Mm, Right. Just give them a war and uh, they'll have... All the ratings boom they need. All right. Next episode, we will discuss. I want to discuss more on Marianne Williamson and Robert Kennedy Jr. He's coming. He, he, it, the, He's coming the for field the is so bad <laughs> that he is, he is, uh, he is not a close second to Joe, but he and he is as close to Joe Biden as Ron DeSantis is to Donald Trump. And people ah. are still saying Ron DeSantis has a chance. Ugh. So, and of course, Marianne Williamson as well, uh, not polling quite as well. But it's going to be interesting. And um, perhaps we can do a little bit more of a conversation on those two individuals. Because I guess they're providing an option, I guess. Okay. So <laughs> sort of. I don't know. This, this, this is why I say Joe Flood, get in the race Joe right Flood. now, man. You just heckle everyone. From your bike, buddy, you got my vote. Indeed, indeed. And as Johnny Cash says, when it comes to standing up for the people, he says, where's your guts? He says, you got to be truthful and uh, speak truth to the power. All right, everyone. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll be back later this week. Hail yourselves. Talk to you soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit caron.org slash lost.